You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Revolution Born in the USA, Bing is for doing, and I am your host, Megan Thomas, back again for season two, and guess who else I have with me? Ha, I'm your host, Larice Peoples. Larice Peoples, nice to see you again, Larice. Yes, ma'am. Good good to be back for another um, season two for Revolutions. Man, this, I am so excited about this season because it, it started off with a bang, I will say. I must say this episode, it kind of led into a real great season, picking up from where it happened with the bomb from last season and the nukes going off with the powers coming on. And everybody kind of questioning, like, what happened with the power, what happened with the power, even though it only came on for a short span of time. But let's talk about that before you go into it. Let's do a quick recap. So last season, we ended with um, the lights actually being turned back on. Yes. Aaron was able to press execute. And the lights got turned back on, and we noticed that, um, unfortunately, that's what Randall was waiting for, played by Calm Fury. He wanted to turn the lights on. That was his orders, basically. He, yes. he needed the lights to be on so he could fire the nukes Yes. Um, towards Atlanta and Philly. So now, and it ended just like that. We didn't know what happened. So we find out that this season that the, the bombs did drop. The atomic bombs blew Atlanta and Philly to shreds. Um and also that there's a lot of stuff going on with different people in different places. It, so, it is a lot going on. So lights were turned on for four minutes. And we find this out um, from Charlie, who is kind of acting out a bit. Um, I think, like, really, she's just kind of on a mission right now. And she's just doing whatever feels comfortable and right to her until she actually go, like, just go about her mission. Right. She has one goal. And her goal is basically to find Monroe. Right, she's on a she's on a hunt to kill him for obviously for the stuff that he's done to her and her family and yes. all of the the drama that he's caused for them. But we see that she's in the Plains Nation and she's you know with a bartender. <laughs> she's getting it in. This is not the Charlie that we know. Yeah, she's become such a grown woman now. You know, yes. and like literally, I think she's just kind of having fun because literally, I think she's kind of taking life into the fact of I never know when's going to be my last day. So I'm always live it up as much as possible. And she's just kind of, you know, how to fling with the guy. Right. And we see that she's uncomfortable with talking about what happened. Um, you know, he's talking about how the lights came on for four minutes. He was asleep and she's like, I don't even want to talk about it. So there's some issue with that. And we find out later on what happens, but we'll stick with Charlie for a second and talk about what she does. So she finds out that Bass has, there's been a sighting of General Monroe. Yes. 
And so she heads to New Vegas. <laughs> kind of weirdly stated, like New Vegas, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's kind of remind you of typical Vegas. What take what Vegas right. could have possibly been like back in that time when they was basically building in Vegas, the right. entertainment right. with the women, just kind of the, the fights, just drunkenness, and people just having fun. And you kind of like, okay, I can kind of see where the New Vegas kind of brings about. Right, if there was no, if Vegas wasn't like a city of lights as it is yeah. right now, you know, we see what it's like. There's still the prostitution. You see, you Big see time. the women walking around. You see that there is still um, gambling. There's still yes. magicians and magic shows, and then of course there's still the the boxing slash MMA fighting. Yes, where we find General Monroe, um, who looks amazing, by the way. I know you probably don't care, but I mean, I am just floored by the body. Okay. And he definitely is a good fighter. Um, we see that he wins a fight, and we find out that he fights every night, pretty much. And he doesn't really... He's kind of lost his zest for life, because as he's gambling, and he loses all the diamonds, you know, the woman's like, oh my gosh, you lost. And he's just like, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. He's like, I mean, I kind of see his point of view, because overall, like, what he's living for right now, he don't have anything. He don't have the... He don't have Miles as a brother. He don't have the Monroe uh, Republic anymore. So now he just kind of feel like my life, is ha- I have no purpose for life, so I'm just kind of going through life, going through the motions, until someone give me purpose again. And, I mean, the whole fighting thing, it gives him pur- purpose because he's able to beat everybody. He's a great fighter. No one really knows who he wa- once was before. So <laughs> Right, Jimmy kinda- King, as his new name I mean, is. <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of real random. But at the same time, he just kind of lives life. like, okay, every day I'm here, I'm just enjoying life. I fight every single night just because I have the ability to fight, but also I really like I have no purpose in life, and you can tell by his demeanor. Well, I think okay, and I, I, what I took it as the fighting portion was he doesn't care. He, he at this point he's just so reckless. He doesn't care if he dies. I didn't take it so much as I'm just gonna beat everybody. Might as well. I took it like, look, I might win tonight, which I have all the other nights, or I might lose. I don't really care. Yeah. At this point, and I just see that he's you know he's reckless. So of course, you know. We have Charlie spending her last dime yeah. to her last diamond, diamonds. I should say. Exactly. Where, I don't know where she got those diamonds, by the way. Everybody's diamond rich over there now. Right. Goodness gracious. She's blinged out. So she gives the bookie the diamonds to, you know, connect, get a meeting with Jimmy King. Yeah, the new Monroe. Yeah, the new Monroe. And um, she definitely is going to kill him. She's got the crossbow. And as she's shooting... A group of guys, because we noticed that a guy was following them, was yes. following um, Bass around the the casino area, yeah. and so these guys beat him up, put him in a wagon, and take him off and take off with him. I kind of thought it like when I saw the guy inside the tent when Monroe was actually gambling, I was like something's gonna happen. I thought it was right, because right. of the girl, you know, jealousy because of maybe. Yeah. Hey, that's my girl, and you know she's a prostitute now, and I don't know what you kind of taking my girl. He probably just like follow every guy to beat him up every single night. But I did not think that they, they was gonna basically like capture him and take him away. What do you think they want with him? Um, I don't know. That's kind of that's a good question. Well, I don't know. I think it it might be twofold. Uh, one thing that I think it might be that they want him because they too suspect that he was behind the bombing of Philly and Atlanta, and maybe they had loved ones there. Yeah. That could be it. Or, on the flip side, they could be part of the new America, and they... Because, you know, we know the people, the 
you know, the new America, we know that they know the truth of what really happened. Yeah. So I think they want to get him and then probably tell the American people, look, we got this terrorist for you guys. So this might, that might be part of it. I too. mean, since you said like that, I just think it also could be that they know who he is and who he once was before. Right. And they just want to capture him, maybe have leverage. Perhaps. Yeah. That's a good idea. Might, that might be the case. So then we see, um, Major Neville. And Jason have made it all the way back across the country to Savannah, Georgia, to the yeah. Savannah refugee camp. Um, as we know, of course, Atlanta got bombed. And that's where Major Neville's wife was because he was part of what Georgia Federation at the time yes. when he and Jason went out west. And yes. so that's where his wife stayed. And we do see in the last season, the very last episode, that she, um, when the lights got turned back on, she was actually reading. Yeah. So, you know, the fan turns on, her lights turn on in the house. So she was at a home setting when the bombing happened. What do you think happened? Think she died? I don't know, because when the lights came on, they said the lights came on for only four minutes, which means she would have only had four minutes to go somewhere. She couldn't have left Atlanta. But, but Yeah, exactly. I mean, that just kind of goes back to the the, the 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 sergeant, you know, that was basically getting doctored up um, at Rachel's father's house where, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, yeah, I was 30 miles outside of Atlanta and, I right. was st- and the blast still affected me. So right. I think she's probably dead. She probably is. Uh, I don't know if she survived that. That's going to be a good story. If she survived, she's like a cockroach. Unless she went somewhere else. But, I mean, as Major Neville says, he's like, she would have waited for me. You know, there's no way she would have left. So I think he's probably right, and I think she is dead. And we see that there's a lot of grief. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he's getting ready to kill himself with this very nice, shiny gun, by the way. Very nice gun. (laughs) Yeah, um, the thing about the gun thing is, I like the way they double-cocked it in the scene. Where he's sitting there, where he kind of pulls the hammer back on the nine millimeter Beretta, but also when he tries to go shoot himself, he cocks the he cocks the gun on top on top of the gun, and it doesn't work like that. What do you mean? Like he co- so? Hold on, wait a minute. So he cocked it with the hammer. Because you- with the nine millimeter Beretta, it has a hammer on the back of the gun. So he pulls the hammer back, which already cocks the gun. Uh, but then also when he goes to put the gun up towards him, he cocks it again with his well, hand. Well, maybe he's so, you know, in his grief. And then, of course, Jason comes to... It was the sound effect. It. <laughs> it, was a, it was bad It was bad on the editing, the sound there effect. There we go. Okay. So, That's yes, what it was. It was a bad sound effect. They double-cocked the gun. Come on. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, production. We caught you on this one. <laughs> double-cocked the gun. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we see that, you know, Jason comes in on the nick of time. And he really gives his dad a pep talk. Which yeah. I think the tables have kind of turned a little bit because, you know, I feel like his dad, you know, Major Neville was always the one who had these words of, of wisdom, whether they were truly wisdom or not for his son, and always telling his son to straighten up and man up. And now it's Jason telling his dad, like, no, you can't check out. You have to stay here and do this. But it's also, it's the love of a woman, though. When right. Jason was basically following Charlie, Jason did everything right. possible to protect Charlie and want to be there with Charlie. And when Charlie wasn't there, it's like he kind of was in his slump. And now the roles has reversed to where Major Neville, he's that guy. He's that Jason, what Jason were in the last season. Because now it's like, oh, well, my wife is gone. I don't know where she's at. She would never leave me. What do I do? I want to kill myself and don't want to live. Even though Jason didn't take it to that point. But now it's Jason's at the point now. Like, Dad, snap out of it. We haven't found the air, but it's still a possibility we'd be able to find her but at the same time we have to live through this because I'm still here for you right and I think it's I'm glad they're still together because for a moment there I really thought that they would not stick together because if you remember at the end of last season 
um, Jason, yeah, Jason told his father that he would help him, uh, you know, open the doors of the tower and get in there if he promised not to hurt Charlie or her mother. But then we see that he is like, you know, when they're trying to blow the door down for the actual control room on, on level 12, we see that Major Neville gives the order. Kill them. Don't care. Kill them. And he yeah. looks at his son and he says, You have a problem with that? So now we <laughs> see like, okay, that that yeah. you know, that wasn't too much of an issue. Um and now they're together and they're they got a good bond, I think. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with them. It's gonna be very I mean, but also you have to look at it as the first episode kinda goes on in season two with Major Never, you know, when the big US ship comes and he just kinda describes his position on, you know, this who this this new world reform and everything again he's still plotting and plan to, to to basically to have his place within the military within the government because he kn- he really knows what happened right you know his thing is that okay they're pretty much behind everything that happened i'm pretty sure randall worked for them uh, and that's the reason why the nuclear weapons went off and my wife is probably gone because of them so he's kind of playing the devil's right. advocate to where like okay I'm going to play the role until I find out the truth and then you know I'm probably he's probably assassinate the president or something uh, that would be very <laughs> interesting so you know we and, and as you're talking about that um, we see one of my favorite actresses Nicole Ari Parker who is secretary Justine Allenford Allen, I couldn't quite get her name but um, she comes as, you know, kind of the PR person to say that yeah. America is a nation again. Exactly. We are here and we have like basically undeniable proof that Sebastian Monroe was behind the attack to bomb, you know, this terroristic attack. Exactly. To bomb these two nation, these two areas. And it's funny that they even knew that considering as, as Major Neville says, there's only six people who knew about this, who exactly. knows it really happened. Yeah. So he's putting the pieces together. He ha- he does have the pieces together. Pretty much correct. He does say that Randall was working with them some way, some fashion. He does say that um, th- there's no way that they have proof that <laughs> that uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Monroe did. was the one who did this. Yes. So he knows something's up. I mean, I guess the biggest thing that's up is that when you kind of look at it, they have to blame somebody right. just so that people can um, part size on who who should they go with and who they shouldn't go with. And really right now, everybody just – they're just trying to survive at the moment. And I think with them kind of coming in and saying, oh, yeah, Sebastian Moreau did this, it's like, okay, well, now we have somebody to blame. Now let me be your savior and help you get back to right. civilization and make everything great for you. All we want for you is to fight with us and be part of – our nation and let's help take back our u.s united states and it's it's isn't that kind of weird how it's almost like how how our nation runs you know now that's government (laughs) literally there's a lot of times we'll see stuff that happens terroristic threats um just just things that go on in the u.s just recently there was what the shooting in in, at the no 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 Uh, at the navy Navy base yeah the navy base and so some people were saying oh this guy had like a top security clearance so it might be some kind of cover-up some people are like no he's just crazy i mean this is how the this is how you know not saying that he wasn't crazy or he was you know that he was some kind of cia agent that's uh, that aside we'll say that there's always stuff going on in government where what things appear to be may not always be the case exactly and so this is an example of that and i'm glad they put this in here because this i think makes it true to life 
I mean, yeah, it does. For, mm-hmm. for most people, I mean, they really kind of follow what goes on, even with right. the government on day-to-day. I mean, somebody had to pick sides. Somebody had to be the bigger part. Like, okay, let's blame somebody for the things that has happened, and let's be the savior because of some, somebody made a wrong decision, somebody made a bad decision. And I just think what they're doing right now, as the president, quote-unquote, um, they're trying to basically make things right because they was wrong. And But you also have to look at it in the beginning where – Ran the whole thing was that Obi Wan said the nuclear power take the power from China, and and basically take the nukes from China was the, the whole like typical thing that they wanted to do. But instead, they took the power from the whole entire world. And I guess part of that bringing the power back is okay, cool. Now we have two no, major threats. China. It was actually like Afghanistan. Okay, Afghanistan. Yeah. But but now it's like okay, we also have two major threats within the U.S. Philadelphia and um, Atlanta. Right. right. So. It'll be interesting to see why they did what they did yeah. and and to figure out what is the purpose. Because we also see, you know, the president was at Guantanamo Bay. Yes. Hiding out. They come back. He's moving into the White House. And then we see he has prisoners in, in the cages that he's putting into the White House. But I think that's just kind of more of a precaution because overall. But who are these prisoners? It's just probably just random people that just no, kind of... No, it's not random. I don't, I don't I know. Don't I, just, I, just, random. I just think it's just probably people who probably try to attack the, the White House. And they just kind of just, kind of just, just put them in prison right now. Because they're actually they're building the prison. It's not like they're already there. Because they, they're just putting a, a lot of cells up as they knew that the president was coming back. So it's kind of interesting to see what happened. And why, and why. do you need prison cells yeah. in the White House? Very interesting. So we'll see what happens with... Um, um, Jason and, and Major Neville as they're in Savannah, Georgia. So and the then, White House officials. And the White House officials. Um, so next we have Miles and we see that he <laughs> is in Willoughby, Texas with Rachel and um, Aaron. Yes. And they're at, you know, they came there six months ago um, because that's where Rachel's father yes. is, Dr. Gene Porter, who was played by Stephen Collins from Seventh Heaven fame. Yes. I still love that show, by the way. Okay. He played the pops there. Now he's the pops again <laughs> in this, on the show. But we see that he's a doctor in Willoughby, and we see that um, the reason why they came back here, obviously, was because that's where Rachel's father was. But she was also not doing too great. She's having a kind of a nervous breakdown, I guess. I mean, because that's a lot to put on your shoulders. It's more of a she's, psychological breakdown. Like, she's really not real responsive to anything. And I think what the biggest issue that's happening is that she blames herself for pretty much everything that has happened because they created this system. They created all this, everything for the government. And because they were par- part of, with the lights being out, a lot of people died from it. Right. Uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of split between the nations happened. Uh, her son died. Um, Randall died. The nuclear weapons went off. And I think the nuclear weapon was the one that actually kind of broke her because now she's like, man, I've there's killed no, yeah, millions no of people now right. because of what me and my husband created. Right. So, and it, I mean, was it worth it? The lights were only on for four minutes and now there's millions of people that are dead. So, because, I mean, that's a lot of weight to, when you think about that, that's why she is going through this psychological breakdown because she's responsible. She feels responsible and I think she should feel responsible. I mean, she should because, again, like, she was the main one pushing for the lights to, right. to go on and it's like, okay, well, no, you, you don't know what's really going to happen or what repercussion that's going to happen with the lights going on and as you can see, the repercussion is that a lot of people got killed. Right. And so you got to look at, I have this burden on my shoulder. Right. And, and of course, she's just kind of checked out of life. And so 
Miles, I think, does the right thing, and they they go back to her father because they feel like he's the only one that can help her. Yeah. And we see about two months later, she's she's starting to come back around a little bit, but Charlie decides to leave. Yes. And Rachel even knows. She says, she says that she understands why Charlie had to leave. She could have stopped her, but she did it. She realized that Charlie was angry. You know, Nora died, and if you remember last season... um, they had a choice to either go back to the infirmary and get some stuff to help Nora yeah. or to go to level 12 because they only had one check-in key. Yeah. So, of course, you know, Rachel's like, we got to go to level 12. Exactly. Even Nora says go to level 12. And so that's, Charlie feels again that her mother is responsible for someone's She's death. responsible for a lot. She is. She is. And um, Charlie's just angry with the world. So she has to go on her own. And I was surprised that Miles just let her go freely. Again, I just think it's just one of those things where Miles, he's tired of fighting against Charlie because Charlie's going to do the things that she's want to do anyway. But he has more loyalty to Rachel and you know, because of the history that they have and yeah. how long they've known each other. And right now, Rachel's better with him being there versus like him going with Charlie. And that's what Charlie says. That's why she says she feels comfortable leaving because she's like, you know, my mom has you. You're good. Exactly. And um, so then we also see that... Miles burns somebody in a shack. He he comes out with blood on his face. Who do you think he's killing? I don't I don't know. It's kind of random because again he kind of comes out the shack, you know, bloody. Then it's like okay, well he burns the shack and nobody says anything else about it. Well, nobody knows. I don't think. I don't think they knew that what had happened. Obviously, somebody would have said something if they knew. Yeah. But that's to be determined to see who who Miles has in this shack, who he killed. And the circumstances around that. So then we also see that um, there's a little love story. Remember all last season? We're like, what is going on between yes. Miles and Rachel? I told you they had a fling. So, yeah. And so, and even her father says that. He says, as he's fixing the wound on Miles' hand, he says to him that, you know, I could see that the day she got married to Ben. The way she looked at you, because that's the same way she looked at all the little, you know, the bad boys that she dated before Ben. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, you know, it's better that you're not with her. You know, it's it's better off that you guys aren't together. And he takes that to heart. And he goes and he, he's going to leave. I mean, but you got to kind of look at the reason why he that he wants to leave. Because his brother died because of him. You know, because of the whole separation. How they kind of made the Monroe Federation. Um, right. And everything. How they came after his brother. So he died because of him. But also you have to look at, like, they've been doing this back and forth for quite some time. Right. So it's like, do I stay or do I go, even though I know she needs me here, but other people know that she has the same love for me. Right. So when her father says it, he's just kind of like, uh... And I'm saying, like, if her dad knew that, how did Ben not know? Or maybe Ben did know. Who knows? Well, a lot of times... That his brother and his wife had something going on. But again, he probably was just too engulfed in his job that uh, he didn't notice. Yeah, or, or he might have noticed, but he, you know, maybe he was just like, just, they're just I still love you, so we're good. They're just friendly. Yeah, they're just friendly. Quote, I unquote. Yeah, we'll see. And I thought it was funny how um, Dr. Gene Porter also said, like, he started naming the type of guys that Rachel dated. Yeah. And he's like, my favorite was the ninja. Like, ninja the stars, stars and everything. I'm like, man, Rachel was really about right. the weirdest type people. Right. But I think it fits her personality now that we see, like, she kind of, but, she's kind of, she, I mean, she's just antisocial. She's she's different. She's not antisocial. She's just she's been through a lot. She's you know. She's, she's probably one of those kids because he was like, yeah, she's have like the black nails and everything. She's probably one of those kids who really didn't have a lot of friends because she was just different, different. 
I don't know. And that's well, why she had the weird boyfriends, kind of. Uh, kind of. Well, we see that it, the love is continuing. But in, in talking about love, um, I love Adventures of Serial Buddies, and you should, too. Serial, Adventures of Serial Buddies is on iTunes. It's also on SerialBuddies.com. You should definitely check out this movie. It's hilarious. And it's produced by Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, who are also the producers and the creators of After Buzz TV. So if you get the movie, you help us here at After Buzz TV. We can continue to do this programming. We can continue to keep the lights on. And guess what? Adventures of Serial Buddies is now on DVD, you can get it anywhere from Target to 7-Eleven. I mean, 7-Eleven, really? That means you, <laughs> you definitely can get this movie. And you can also get it on Netflix and many other outlets. So make sure you check that out and go to SerialBuddies.com for more information. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're talking about love, Aaron has a girlfriend. Woo! Hey. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for him. Woo! Aaron, played by <laughs> Zach Orth, is also, he's slimmer. Did you notice that? A little bit. I don't know if they just shaved his beard down some or if he really did lose weight. No, he, but like he, he lost looks, a little weight. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Um, we see that in the beginning that he's not able to, he tries to stop the countdown from for the atomic bombs blowing up, but he can't do it. And we see that he also is in Willoughby, Texas, and that he has a girlfriend who's, she seems very loving. It's, you know what? It's actually kind of good to see Aaron with the woman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just saying because <laughs> he went through that hard breakup with his his uh, his wife for New Year's when they actually lost the power. Right. Was, okay, well, and then when he when he finally sees her again, it's like, oh, I want to be with you, but I can't be with you. So now he's kind of have someone who's loving and caring and basically just comfort him. But at the same time, he's so distanced from her right. because he's almost like Rachel because I've been through a lot, I've seen a lot, I've done a lot. And I can't even share with you the amount of stuff that if you right. knew what I was responsible for, you probably would hate my guts. Right. And that's what happened. And and I even think so. It, it's She probably just doesn't, she won't even understand. So I think that's probably why he doesn't tell her. Because, you know, he talks to her and he tells her, she, he's sitting deep in thought. And she's just like, why don't you tell me what's going on? And he said, I, we live in a world where my a, a fourth grader in my class, he's a teacher now. Yeah. Fourth grader in my class has polio. Which is crazy, because think about it. You know, in a, in a modern world like today, we get all types of vac- vaccinations. You can't yeah. do that, really. It's really hard to do when you don't have electricity. So, um, you know, different diseases like that are just commonplace. So, of course, him thinking about it, like, the lights went out again. And they probably will never come back on. For which reason that we haven't been told yet. But I don't know if the lights will come back on. And she seems to be very hopeful and says, no, it came on for four minutes. They'll come back on again. But you also got to look at his, his point of view in the whole situation. They know, all they know is that the lights came on for four minutes and that was it. And out of those four minutes, okay, what happened in those four minutes? Everybody was shocked. But in his four minutes, he knew that I was responsible for nuclear weapons being released amongst the U.S. and other nations. So... I'm really responsible for the lights coming on or off right now. Right now, I chose for them to be off, and I'm not going to allow the lights to the act power to come back on because I've seen what happened. No, but I don't know if he. I don't know if they turned the power off. We don't know yet. We don't know if they left the power on and the nukes, you know, blew everything up, and then it turned off. Because the way he's saying it is that they don't know what happened. They don't know why the lights went off. He doesn't say it. We just we didn't turn the lights back on. Uh, I, 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 my opinion, I just kind of took more so that you know they didn't they wasn't able to shut off the nuclear weapon, but at the same time they're still able to shut off the power. 
I mean, it's interesting uh, to see, but I think that... Oh, well, okay. But I, I thought he said that, that... No, he did say that, Larice. He did say that they didn't, that they didn't know, cause he, that's the whole conversation that he has with Rachel is that he doesn't know what's going on. It's yeah. because, it's not because they turned the power off. It's because the power just didn't come back on. They don't know why. So we'll, I guess we'll have to see what happens in the aftermath of the bombs going off and what that did in the, the tower, the watchtower. I mean, um, I guess we can kind of ask our fans, um, Afterbus fan on iTunes. Make sure you go to iTunes and rate us. Um, let us know how we're doing. If you have any questions. The big question now is that if anybody know or have any speculation as to why the power hasn't turned back on and why nobody knows if the power is going to come back on, please go to um, iTunes and leave us a comment. Rate us. You can get on all mobile devices right now from your iPhones, Androids, iPad, laptop. Just go there and help us support us. Please rate us five stars so we can actually continue to build this revolution for season two. Um, Thank you, all our fans on iTunes. Thank you. So, yes, we see that Aaron has definitely... um, Something's going on with Aaron. He's he's seeing weird things. He sees the fireflies. It's kind of weird though because he just got finished playing with the pen, the pendant, and he goes outside to get like firewood, and he has see like one firefly on his on his on his wrist. Yes. And then all of a sudden he just see like millions of fireflies where the sky kind of lights up green. I thought he was dreaming at first. Right. I didn't didn't know if it was just like something he's seeing. And I think that's the way that Rachel takes it when he talks to her. But he says that he notices that it happened with the cicadas. It happened with... He just notices a pattern that continues to go on of weird stuff. And he can't explain it. And and Rachel just tries to dismiss it. And she's still so caught up in the fact that she was responsible for people dying that she just can't even really hear what he's saying. Yes. She just can't even register that in her head. So... And I think his fact is that he want to try to basically create a solution to right. what's happening. Where Rachel's just like, leave it alone. It no longer exists. Let's just move on with our regular life and be the whole pilgrimage and just kind of live off the land. And this is it. Right. And um, so, of course, you know, he's being the cerebral person that he is. Aaron yes. continues um, to, to just kind of check that out to figure out what's going on with everything. So then we have Miles, who... Decides to come back um, after leaving Rachel um, because he realized it's not a good thing. But it's because of the war clan. Yes. I mean, you got to kind of look at it like Mal is a protector. He's a leader. Uh, hold on. We should call him Stu, which is, uh, what, yeah, which his, is his new name. name. Stu. His new name, Stu. Stu. Everybody has new names now. But I mean, for good reason. Because, I mean, if you're the leader of the Monroe militia, you know, it used to be... Um, Miles Matheson as well. So, yes. I mean, so I can understand why they need to change their names. But you also got to look at him like he's a leader. He's a fighter. And his thing is that he wants to protect Rachel. Hands down, if everybody else die, as long as Rachel lives, that's his biggest factor. Because he has love for Rachel. And I think that's yeah. the reason why he kind of came comes back. To warn the town, like, hey, you know what? You have these war people out here. They, it's, they will take over the city and kill all the men and take the women for what it basically make it like New Vegas, but not <laughs> right, <laughs> not like willingly. But at the same time, he comes back for that reason. Mm-hmm. And but then the sheriff don't take him serious, and then he start the question like, "Why do you think this? Who are you?" But right, you know, but but we also see that you know, I guess at this time we see that Rachel and Miles have a conversation about. Miles tells her, "Let's just go. Let's leave. We don't need to be here. It's going to get bad. You yeah. know, these people have." Um, what is it like check marks of how many people they've killed? Exactly. This is kind of like Mad Max. 
It like, is. Like, these are the people that you should be scared of. And, and we see the contrast. They're all, they have dark clothing, leather, really dirty. And the people in Willoughby are, like, bright, colorful, cheery, happy. It's, I think it's more people. of the modern-day Monroe Republic. Because, again, what do they do? They kill everybody who was against right. them. So, but now it's that they're killing to be, for survival. And I think Monroe was just killing for just uh, power. power. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what this war clan is about. But, obviously, um, Rachel does something very good, I think, in her apology to, to uh, when she talks to Miles. And she apologizes for Nora and how, you know, she basically said, you know, she signed Nora's death warrant by saying, no, we have to go to the level 12 instead of going to the infirmary to help her. Yeah. Um, so I think it was appropriate that she did that. And I think especially for them to move on to the next phase, which is their own little love story. I just think overall, like her apologizing, it was just like, why? You did no, but I think she needed to. But I, she did what she wanted to do because she wanted to do it. She didn't really care too much about Nora. At all. And no, the fact I that she, she knew that Nora had, a, Nora. Nora had a fling, like, Miles and Nora had a thing. So she didn't really care. She's like, I don't want to. Just get out the way. Do you really believe that? You yes. really believe? It was jealousy. The, Sorry, it, it was. There couldn't have been. Jealousy. No, I don't think she was Okay, jealous. I mean. I mean, there could have been a hint of it. But I really do think <laughs> that, you know, because her whole mission was all about the fact that, you know, she had to turn the lights on because it, Danny would have died in vain. So I think she did put Danny above Nora. Everyone else. I mean, but that's her son. I mean, can you blame her? I mean, you can't do nothing about anybody that's dead. No matter okay, how- but I guess she also knew that there's probably not a chance we can save Nora. I mean, maybe they could have. They could have at least tried. I'm with Charlie on that. Charlie did tell her mom. We could yeah. at least try. And once, exactly. you know, if She's that doesn't selfish. Work. Okay. Selfish. Okay, I get it. But, and she realizes that. And so she apologizes because she realizes it was wrong. It was. Okay. All right, then. So then, of course, um... Miles tells the sheriff, Mason, about, you know, this is a, a, you guys should be scared. This is a, a war clan who they pride themselves on killing people. Yeah. Um, and so this is what's going to happen. They're going to come from, it looks like they're from the Plains Nation. Of course, Sheriff Mason is like, there's no way. They don't come this far south. Yes. Now they are. And they're circling like white, great whites. Yeah. I mean, but you got to kind of look at it. It's just a survivor of the fittest type situation. You know, they're going to take what they want. And if you don't have the manpower to defend defend yourself, then you're the you're you're the prey. So, right, right. So we see that um, as they are trying to as, as they're going through this situation, the war clan actually does return with a lot of men, and they come to the city. Yes. And the first person they kill is Aaron. Is Aaron? But I'm so proud of Aaron. I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you why. Because he is getting the house ready. He is really like the manly man that we have been waiting for all of last season, and it, we, you know, we finally saw glimpses of it at the end. But now he's a protector. He, he tells to. his girlfriend like, "Go get in the back. I got this. I'm gonna stay awake. You know, you go to sleep. I'm gonna take care of this. Keep us safe." And he does such a good job. I'll I'll give that to him. He gave up. He gave he up. Didn't get, he didn't he give up, up this time. Don't say that he about him. Up. He did it. He fought this. He fought, I was so proud of him because when that man came with that knife and just looked like he was gonna. He I mean, gave up then. He was out. Oh, no, he when he up. got okay, but before then, you know, Aaron had what he took like the door po- like something, something off of the wall. Yeah, and like fought him. He, he, did. he put up a really good fight. This was I'll say you know sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. He lost this one, but he went. He went out. <laughs> Swinging. He went out swinging. I mean, and definitely the, a more courageous Aaron than from right. first season. And I could not believe that Aaron died. That was a nasty cut. 
It was. First episode, though, of the season, Aaron dies. I was, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. I'm like, oh, no. But it was, how can he die where he's a guy who kind of created the program? I know. But, you know, but also when Danny died, I didn't think Danny was going to die. But Danny had no purpose. He he has he's a brother. He was just a kid. He like he could not turn the power on. He has no techno technological knowledge. We didn't of know any of this all. back then. I'm but just I'm saying. just saying, it's just like Aaron knows everything. He wrote the program. He turned the power back on. He has a purpose. He has a pendant. He sees fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to kind of look anyone at who sees fireflies must live, huh? Yes, they have a purpose. <laughs> Seriously, did you think he was going to come back to life? Yes, in my mind, really? I just felt like because everything was just so different about him. The whole episode, again, his demeanor, him seeing things, him kind of justifying things that has happened, um, him wanting to ha- still again want to know answers about why things happen, what's going to happen. Like he still plays an important role in this whole entire season. He's not gonna die, right? He see fireflies. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's not gonna die. And, that's, and then, so of course, we see that he. Comes back to life. Yes. At the scary. very last second. But his wife sees the fireflies too. Well, I mean, I th- his girlfriend, I'm sorry. She's, she sees the fireflies. I think it's more so because he has the pendant. I, I think it's, it literally has something to do with the pendant because they might be attracted to the pendant and because it's, it's still like a power sur- source. And I wonder if you match the pendant, turn, would it actually turn the power back on significantly in that area? Well, I don't think it works anymore. I mean, he didn't touch it, but. I, mean, I don't know. That's a maybe question. He's afraid if it's he does so, touch it. Oh, you know what will happen? Because every time they turn the power on, something bad happens. The choppers from last season, and then then yeah. that turned into them shooting up everybody. Then that turned that is into true. you know. So yeah, every time he turns the power on, something bad happens. Um, but I really, I don't know. I didn't. Do you think that the fireflies had anything to do with him coming back to life? Yes. I don't know. I think it's a byproduct of something. I think because I think the so fireflies are magical and but, they but, but you have to also look at um last season um the cancer the lady who um Rachel's friend oh who the cancer was kept at bay because of the because the, of the nanites yes not okay cool on. I think because they turned the power back on the nanites are released and it might actually be like because he have dependent it might save his life I, I mean it's kind of weird though but I think. He has a great purpose. He does have a great purpose. Obviously, he came back. Exactly. I think it has something to do with the pendant. It has something to do with the fireflies. And it has something to do with like him turning the power back on. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a great season. This is. I'm really excited about this. I will say that. And um, uh, some of the stuff that happens for the next episode. Let's talk about predictions. Let's talk about... Oh, they got captured. How's that captured? You're after oh, yes. Well, before, hold on, before we talk about predictions, <laughs> we do have to talk about that part, the the fact that Miles and Mason, uh, Sheriff Mason got captured but by the War Clan. I like how Sheriff Mason came out with his little gun out there and started shooting people. And why are there no more guns anywhere? Because Miles is back to using a sword. Uh, yeah. Where, he needs a gun. Yeah. But, yes, I will say, uh, Sheriff Mason is a good shot. <laughs> yeah, he was. He kind of came out just... But he didn't have that many bullets for all those guys from the clan. But you would think, though, like, he would he would not came out by himself because it was other guys that was there who had guns, and he just came out by himself, and it was like, oh, let me just be a hero. Yes. Then they get captured. Then they get captured by this war clan, and we see them looking very Mad Max-ish, 2000 and whatever time frame. They, um... 
They've got their black leather on. It's just yes. dark. You see people hanging. They've hung people. They've lynched people. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's really creepy. It's kind of gruesome. And I feel even more scared because when you see their leader, whose name is Titus Andover, Stereo yeah. Titus. Titus is like a happy, cheery, like, it reminds me of a cult almost. It kind of reminds me of what uh, Sebastian was when 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 the Monroe Republic first started. I don't know, because these people seem a little more brutal and gruesome. That's true, too. I mean, but you got to kind of look at, like, how long the power's been off and what they've been doing to survive and what has happened to them. And because they knew about the nuclear weapons, a lot has happened. So it's more of like survival of the fittest. Versus like when Monroe first started, it's like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of creative. Are you union. talking about this war clan knows about this? Yes. How I'm do t- they know about the, the, I'm pretty sure they know something. Oh, okay. I thought you meant in the fact of like who did what. No, not okay. who did it, but just because something like that has happened. And, but you also have to look at like when Monroe first started, they just wanted to kind of start a union. Right. And just kind of get people on board about, hey, let's be part of the Monroe Republic. But this clan is like, hey, we're here to survive, survive of the fittest. No, but this this clan is not. The thing about the the Monroe Republic is that they're very organized. They're very military. Yes. They, you know, they're very strategic. I think this group, they're just kind of sorted. They're kind of a little lost, they're crazy, right? Very animalistic, and I just feel like. You know, Titus Andover is a, a cult leader. Like, he's just happy and he's like, can I get you sweet tea? That's yeah. creepy when everybody else around <laughs> him is completely the opposite. Yeah. So I'm scared of them and I think rightly so. So let's get into predictions now. Now, now let's do the predictions. predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so we see that this clan is looking, look, they, they've got, uh, Miles and, and, the sheriff and it's looking like they're trying to do some he he tortures them but he's like i'm not ready for you to die yet so they're a little creepy what do you think is gonna happen with that i think more so that with that it was they gonna want him to join forces with them and i think miles is gonna say no and miles going to escape for some whatever the reason because <laughs> he always escapes <laughs> yeah sure sheriff mason's gonna die <laughs> And, you know, it's going to be one of those type things where Miles escapes, Sheriff Mason dies, and then it's going to be that whole feud between the uh, the uh, Miles versus the Workland. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think they're definitely, you know, on for survival and power. That's oh, yeah. really what they want. Um, and they're going to do it in any by any means necessary. Very creepy and scary. Yep. And then we see that... Uh, Tracy Spiridakos, also known as Charlie, has come face to face with Jimmy King. The new Jimmy King. The new, yeah, the new Sebastian Monroe. And so, you know, she followed him when yes. he got taken. I'm assuming she followed him once he got taken. Um, she moved fast. She does. She, Charlie they, doesn't play. They Charlie, was in horse and carriage. Charlie doesn't she, play. She moves fast. Right. So we'll see what happens with them. What do you think? Um, do you think she's going to kill Sebastian or you think she's going to try to like help him out? Um, I think she's, she's going to try to help him out. Again, right. it's like everybody, they need each other now. Right. I think everybody from first season is going to be against all the new people. Right. And also, what do you think is going to happen with Aaron and all these crazy sightings? We see a bunch of dead rats. Um, I don't know. That's kind of hard to say. I mean, again, I think Aaron's just that guy where he has... I wouldn't say superpower, but he came back from the, the dead. Resurrection power. But at the same time, I think it still has something to do with dependence and the fireflies and stuff like that. Okay. That's going to be I think his girlfriend's going to freak out. Yeah, they're not going to be together too long. Sorry. Sorry, Aaron. You're going to have to get a new one. Something's not right. 
So, yes, we cannot wait until next season. I mean, excuse me, next episode, I should say. Yes. And um, where can we find you, Larice? You can find me at True Peoples. Also, check out TruePeoplesMedia.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can always find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. Until next week, Revolution fans. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.